Hello, friends of the multiverse. Welcome back to another Fake Nerds Watch. Invincible is back, baby. It's me, Ryan Eliopoulos, joined with my fellow Ryan Eliopoulos, also Ryan Eliopoulos, the collective of Eliopoulos's. Actually, we got Spark Sweetie and Brandon T. McClure here. I'm Hello. just a Ryan from another dimension. We're all white men in glasses, so it's all the same to me if I'm saying anything. Well, you know what? We're all white men. We've all got various levels of beards. We all got glasses. We're all Angstrom well. Levy. Le Levy, sorry, Levy. I've said Levy my entire life, but it's Levy. Something Same. you learned today. You're learn we'll learn much more about Invincible Season 2, baby. It's back. It's been, has it been two years? Just about. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. It feels so good to be back. That's the first <laughs> thing I'm going to say before we even talk about uh, the episodes. Uh, we have a nice Adam Eve special out. I wasn't on that one. That's a, that's a fun little episode. So check that out first if you haven't watched, if you haven't watched that. But we are here, Season 2. Brandon, why don't you give us some credits? Before I start, uh, before we start talking about some of this nonsense. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the first two episodes of season two, um, which are episode one, A Lesson for Your Next Life, directed by Sol Choi, with supervising direction coming from Dan Duncan. This one was written by si uh, Simon Rossiopa, I think is how you, Rassiopa, I think is how you pronounce his name. Uh, and then in about six hours, I lose my virginity to a fish. Now, that's not me saying that. That is the episode title of episode two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, what are you doing at like, what are you doing later, man? That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, directed by Ian uh, Abondo. Uh, once again, Dan Duncan, a supervising director, and written by Matt Lambert. Love it. Well, I'll just go first. Uh, um, I'm so happy to be back. I, I think the comic's great. I love that first season. I think we all love that first season. And, like, you don't realize how much you miss something until, like, because, like, a year, that's, like, a long time. But two years, like, I forgot a lot of stuff. And I'm, that recap, I was like, right, that guy, this guy, that happened, uh, flying off into space crying. I'm like, oh, man, it feels so good to be back. It's a couple weeks after the first season, but we're fresh into it. You know, the Guardians of the Globe. Mark's a real sad boy. His mom's a real sad boy. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty positive on these two episodes. It was really hard for me not to watch the next two because they are out. Because uh, I didn't want to get mixed up in my brain what happened. So uh, I'm jonesing for more. I wonder how you guys are feeling about it. Invincible. I uh, I feel exactly the same, Ryan. Um, I, I I don't think I could differ much in my views with this one. I'm very happy to be back in the world of Invincible. Um, I I have been reading the comic kind of sporadically over the last two years since the first since the last episode of the first season dropped, and um, it's really cool to be going through some of the things that the comic. Uh, that I'm just now reading in the comic and and seeing like whereas with Invincible the first season I was coming in like very fresh and kind of mm -hmm. like this is all new to me whereas now I'm coming in with like oh this is how they've changed this this is really interesting this is a cool way to do that um, it's really interesting to be in this in a very different headspace than I was in the first season but mm -hmm. I'm so happy to be here I love these first two episodes I can't wait to get into it love it how are you feeling about this new season Mr. Sparks I really like it it's really bringing uh, everything to the table that i thought was lacking in the adam eve special yes so, um happy happy to report that as i suspected on that special the show is just as good as the show always is yeah uh oh yeah <clears throat> yeah really enjoy it um happy to to be watching it love it yeah. well um gosh where do you even want to start you want to start with the Fortnite skins first because how <laughs> excited are we to have the immortal on our back <laughs> The immortal's head on that's yeah, pretty good. Fun. That's pretty good. I really like um I, I wish you could interject like um oh no, what's his name in God of War? Kratos? No. Oh Mamir. Thank oh, you. Oh Mamir. Yeah. He's just like thousands of years for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um I I wanna I wanna uh, start with uh, Angstrom Levy. Um, yeah. because he is introduced as our new um He's not really introduced as a villain, but we kind of know that's what he is. Um, and uh, uh, I really like the adaptation of him. Uh, I think this is probably my favorite voice, vocal, I have to be very clear, my favorite vocal performance coming from Sterling King Brown, who I think is a is generally a decent voice actor. But here I think he is a good voice actor. Um, I'm I'm really happy with the direction they've taken Extra Levy in this in these first two My episodes. brain... My brain has no idea what else he's done off the top of my head. Frozen 2. There you go. That's all I know. <laughs> and I've forgotten that, that's, memory, that movie. That's Wait, the wait. one you went to. Frozen yeah. 2. I mean, I guess so. Because like that, he has a voice role in that. 
but that's that was wild. That's a wild uh, jump to go to. I guess. I mean, it was it, that was the most like obvious thing I knew Ryan would have seen. No, it's before. true. He, I did see that movie. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Sadly, looks off to the side. I did see that movie. Oh, it's good. I like it's that. Not frozen. No, I, I it's, it's whatever. Yeah, it's it, this is not a Disney podcast unless uh, uh, a tune in for next week. Um, I think I think it's 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 really cool. Um, because I don't remember the order of the comic because I have not been refreshing on it. But it feels like does he come in earlier? Is he introduced earlier than normal? Or is he's introduced this the episode the first episode here is when he's so when we're seeing him like collect all the Angstrom Le- uh, Levy. Sorry, I, I also said Levy. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, the Angstrom Levy's from across the multiverse and gets the the Mauler twins uh, to help him. That's all before Omnimon. Uh, Omnimon. Omnimon. <laughs> Omniman kills the Guardians. It's not kills Guardians of the Ghost, but like when it's revealed that he's evil. That right. all happens before. Um, so it, it doesn't really change anything to kind of like move it after. In fact, I actually yeah. kind of think it works a little bit better because Mark's in an in a more interesting headspace when he walks in, he's like, I don't care. What do you, I don't, I don't care anymore. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna destroy this. I don't care. Whatever. He's so excited to be like, Oh, like, Oh, you want me to stop you? You know, how, you don't know how bad I wanted somebody to say that. And he's just like, he can cut loose. Uh, but yeah. we'll get the, to that part. But uh, yeah, Le- 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 Levy uh, starts off as like a nice dude. And you think he's a nice dude. He's like, I want to, he's doing the Reed Richards. Like I want to solve all the problems. It's the council of Reeds, council of Kings. Like it's the council of Levy's. Uh, and that's a really cool idea. I'm a big fan of that idea. Even, no matter how many times it gets used in Rick and Morty, whatever. Like, I think it's a cool concept. Uh, and that's, you know, it, it was in, it was in that comic. So it's not like it's, you know, like I have seen a lot of people not, not dislike the show, but they're like, oh, multiverse stuff. What are we doing? I'm like, y'all, this is like, this comic's 20 years old. Like we can't, this is, so, we can't be doing this. I'm really glad you brought that up because I, um, I think specifically what people are, and this is not my thought. This is a thought that someone else had that I agree with. I don't, I don't know who I saw it, um, uh, who, who originally shared it with me, but I think a lot of people's uh, rubbing up against the multiverse uh, with this, with um, like when it comes to like flash or um, even spoilers for the marbles um, a little bit there um, sure. is the, is this idea of like, we're using the multiverse to bring back old actors for nostalgia uh, cash grab. Whereas the multiverse in the comics generally was used to explore uh, different and unique takes on characters um mostly batman but like still like you know pirate batman green lantern batman like you know it wasn't like michael keaton was coming back in the comic books and so what i think like invincible because it's not really uh an ip that has like that has a legacy like a marvel or a dc it's all new it's all brand new multiverse stuff that is is predicated on the fact of like what would be an interesting place to take this world where we're on the man on the man and um uh digimon is just on the brain um on the man and uh, invincible have actually teamed up or like in the end of the second episode when we see that cecil's a girl and donald and cecil are girls in this world donna um, donna and um you know that's also why i like you know adventure times multiverse when they do the multiverse for Pino and cake it's all it's not it's not for nostalgia. It's just for like, this is interesting because this is new. This is new takes on things. Absolutely. Uh, I, I just want to expand on that to say that I think like the backlash reaction to multiverse is more than just the IP thing. I think you're right. That is mm-hmm. a big part of it, but it is like, it's the same thing we see all the time that like when a, when a term becomes the center of the cultural nexus, sure. for, like everybody, they all have an opinion about it and they all feel like they're hearing it too much because multiverse storytelling goes back for forever even in television shows that weren't like based like buffy has multiverse storytelling fringe like like all of this stuff yeah has multiverse yeah. storytelling this is not new it just wasn't like coined multiverse to explain it yeah, every yeah. single time absolutely um and so i think that there's just an aversion uh, yes i do think there's a slight increase in the amount of multiversal storytelling partially because of specifically the centrification of the mcu yeah in the past few years but like it's really not that much more than the amount of multiversal storytelling we've been getting for the past couple decades it's just like every it's the same thing that's happening with ai ai tools have been there for a long time but now everybody like targets ai as a term specifically because of the way that it's being transformed by the nexus and we don't have a good way to separate from like what you're talking about like saying i'm tired of the use of i there's no shorthand the use yeah. of ip 
for uh, getting other things from other pieces to show up and play nostalgia. Uh, it's just multiverse, yeah. and and there's no shorthand for. I'm talking about the AI that replaces people and their work and copies it, yeah, yeah. rather than AI in general or AI tools. Like yeah. <clears throat> we just don't have that shorthand, so it's just uh, multiverse. Oh, I check out and like God, and I and I can get it because uh, like you know, again, reading comics, com multiverse has been around since like almost the inception of comic books, like being weird with it. Mm -hmm. But like in the last couple of years, like both both Marvel, DC, everything ever all at once, like new T, like it, it, regular people are getting influx with it a lot, so I can understand the feeling. But it's not really a new concept. It's just like mm -hmm. we're getting a lot of it in the mainstream now. Multiverse goes all the way back to like early time travel stories because it essentially stems from the same concept that time travel was exploring, where if you are creating the same linear path, then you're creating an alternate timeline. Mm -hmm. Thus multiverse ideas stem it yeah. goes back forever it's just so sure i get tired and we, i get tired of people getting mad at like absolutely. things that have been there forever and starting our very first episode of season two in a different universe <laughs> where mm -hmm. omni-man and invincible are homies boy that was incredible to see and I, like really vicious oh, and like what a world we could be living in if like if he and his dad got along and like oh you know what maybe being a fascist is okay i'll tell you in the process of watching that first episode through that chunk i was like all right, like, where? what is this for, though? Yeah. Where? Where is it going? Because at first, I'm like, it's a nightmare. And then I was like, no, it's not a nightmare. It's gone on too long, and we've seen too many other characters. I also thought it was a nightmare, but it <laughs> I'm like, kept going. And I'm like, okay, so it isn't that. And then uh, I'm like, we, you know, we, we go back to our regular world, and I'm like, all right, so, like, somebody from there has got to show up, right? It's motivation. And eventually, we get to, like, the angstrom stuff, and I'm like, okay, okay, kind of, kind of, with you. and then it's like, informing on that not just that specific angstrom but like many of them have lived in a world where the same thing happened and most of yeah. them it, uh, this version ha of events has happened yeah that's the thing and i was like okay i can i see why we started where we did and all that and like it worked for me but i definitely like as i was watching it in the process i was like where what is this for <laughs> yeah i thought I, th I was really interested watching this this moment because um I I really like the the way Steven Yeun plays Mark in this in these scenes. Um, mm. When he like like snaps uh, Eve's neck, but just enough to paralyze her, not enough to kill her, and she's just like, yeah, I didn't, I you know, I just wanted to keep her around, and like you know, and like Omni Man, Omni Man is like, uh, oh, so that's what you were doing, practicing on all those people last week. You were all those protests. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't figure protesters. it out. Yeah. Um, I think that's that it's so it's really brutal, but it's also kind of like you know, kind of going back to like this Fantastic Four thing. And I don't know, admittedly, this is just something I've I've heard offhandedly. So Ryan, please tell me if I'm wrong here. But like in a lot of multi in a lot of universes, Reed Richards has gone bad. Um, whereas in, in like very much in the same vein of like in a, in a Mark Grayson, our Mark Grayson is unique because he is one of the very few that hasn't. Yeah, I'm not gonna say. To, like uh, uh, like a large amount, but th there have been a few, like the council reads are mostly good reads, just like since the 616 read is our read, he is the one who is like, I am yeah. the best one of them actually. But like, obviously we know the maker who is like the, one of the biggest super villains of all time. So like there is some <clears throat> some parallel there, yeah. Mm -hmm. I just find that kind of storytelling fascinating, especially when we're doing multiverse stuff of like, because the, the first two episodes here are very much leaning into, and I would imagine this the rest of the season is, is leaning into it, of like Mark being like, I'm not my father. I don't want to be my father. And so we're playing with the idea that like the the reason why Mark is unique is because in this universe, he is not he is not like his father, but in many, many other versions of him, uh, he is. Um, and that, how that kind of like it hasn't informed his character yet, obviously, but I do believe that in the in a few episodes from now, it could inform his character of like creating this idea of like, well, what is so different between myself and these other multiverse versions of me? Yeah, and what's what's so fascinating watching again like the the alternate world is like, yes, Mark is like a bad guy, but there is still humanity to him. Like he wants to keep Eve as like almost like a pet, but like he keeps, yeah. he loves her so much he doesn't want to kill her. Like there's still the little bit of goodness in him. Not that he can ever turn in that universe or whatever, but like. Mark is a special person in every universe. It's just this is the one where is like it, is it goodness or is I don't it like, know. I don't know. like selfishness for like what he Maybe. used to have and he doesn't want to let go of it. But Maybe. like I wouldn't say it's goodness. He okay, turns her, he like paralyzes her so she can't go anywhere. Yeah, he can just no, you're keep right. Her alive. I'm just trying so to be, just, I'm just yeah, you're right. Okay, it's just right. his out. 
No, you're right. So it'd be like, I didn't kill someone I used to care about. Okay. No, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm just trying to... Because he does kill everyone else that he used to care about. I have a really... I didn't see it. <laughs> I have a really big question for that universe that I think there's a possibility the show will never answer, and that's okay. Which is, in the context of, like, Mark and Omni-Man being like that, what happened to Mark's mom? Yeah, Debbie. Because, like, there's no version where I see Omni-Man doing that kind of shit to Mark's mom and Mark being okay with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good question. It could be. I like, guess I like unless the circumstances of that world were just actually, different enough where she's bad to him in some way. Oh, you know, you're right. They probably sides more with the dad. But I'm just saying, like contextually, like the the Mark and mom relationship we've seen in our world. If you just move it over to like, well, he sided with the dad. I'm like, then the mom must have been not involved. Debbie, Debbie might be like the. Factor. She might have died in like a collateral thing or yeah. something. Like, like she might be the factor that's that like her mm. being alive. Yeah, like I actually don't think they will answer it because like I remember. Oh, there was a flashback at the end where or Angstrom is talking to Mark when he's all captured. But then then he like teleports away. So we probably. But that's also a different. Again. That's a different universe than the one we were already in. So we Angstrom is is going around different universes. What it looks like from that from the second episode uh, uh, mid credit scene is that Angstrom is going around interviewing versions of Mark Grayson to find what his his general weaknesses are that's um, right, that's right. to like add to that memory. And he looks by the way, he looks gnarly with the like the, the, brain, the brain going down his head. And he's um, got the he's got the dune tube. And I'm like, oh yeah. look at that. I know it's not and, a dune tube, but it's a dune tube. And he's like he's like looking at it like I re I really like when when the explosion happens right in the first episode and he's sit and he's like awake and he's like this is all Invincible's fault because he's remembering he doesn't know which of his memories are his and which ones a hundred a hundred different people's memories all colliding into one so like it's like it's all none of his memories but all of his <clears throat> memories at the same time and it's like, really yeah. it's really sad because like he was pulling off the helmet that caused the accident and everything to him. Mm -hmm in an effort to save Mark's life. Yeah. Yeah. And now he'll live the rest of it wanting to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. This is a tragedy of ancient Le uh, Levy. Um, yeah. Are we sure it's not Levy? I guess it's not because like the creator's saying it's Levy. Yeah. Still... See, if this were an adaptation by like Netflix, but yo, Kirkman works on the show. So like, do you, yeah. think, do you think if Cecil, if he'd been like, if he'd teamed up with Cecil, do you think Cecil would have let him do the same thing? You mean extra? Yeah. Oh, uh, if Angstrom no. had gone to Cecil instead of the Mauler twins, yeah, and pitched his pitched his whole thing, what he mm. wanted to do, and all that. Do you I think Cecil know. would have taken the risk on that? That's a really good I think, question. I don't know. I think the bringing in a hundred multiverse versions uh, of yourself. I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. I don't think there is a clear answer with Cecil, and I. That's why I like the question because, like, I, it could go either way. Yeah, I really yeah. could see a version where Cecil's like, if, it, if there's enough controlled elements. And he's got like you know the guardians on hand and all that shit. That's the thing he likes to be in control. Yeah, yeah. If he's if, but if he feels like he's in control, he's supervising it. I could hundred percent see him being like, yeah, I see this as an ultimate good. Like we get one guy in our world who knows all these problems. I can get ahead of. Like I do think Cecil would would, but I can also see Cecil being too cautious. So it could yeah. go either way. Yeah, it could go. It could really go either way, which is why I like Cecil so much. Yeah, the fact that <laughs> that that Levy went to the Maulers makes me think that he might have not that he tried Cecil, but he tried all the, the good versions of how to do this and nobody wanted to cooperate with him brain sucking a hundred versions of himself. So he had to go through the illegal means. So like, I don't know, maybe. I, a, my, my thing is like, I, he 100%, I, I do not believe that he could have gone to Cecil because Cecil, if he knew, would have that shit like on watch on lock. He'd steal yeah. that. Uh, yeah, yeah, powers. yeah. So, so it's like with Cecil, it's like, you're either going to go to him and you're going to get a yes or it's not going to happen because he'll never going to do it. Get shot in the face. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I do like how the Maulers are like, they have they have like um made this they obviously it's their machine kind it's inspired by their machine so they kind of help him make it and they and they say we've even made it so that when you have all these memories you'll know which ones are yours and which ones are theirs which is not something we ever thought of doing because they never know which one's the twin which That's ones are so the, the clone or not. Yeah. Uh, I like the Maulers a lot. I'm really too. happy to have them back. Um, Kevin Michael Richardson is is a really great voice actor, and so 100%. Uh, I, they, the Maulers were some of my favorites from the first season. I really like them here as well. It's always great to have multiverse uh, Maulers. Like, oh yeah, the, the 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 multiverse of Maulers. It's always yeah. nice to have like big enormous characters who are also smart. Like that's mm -hmm. just not a trope that like Bane is like one of those characters, but like the movies will never tell you that or anything. But like people forget that. that Bane is the one of those characters. Exactly. Um, like it happens like, so frequently. Yeah. 
Um, He's on two separate occasions in Nightfall and Tom King's Batman orchestrated the world around taking out Batman for that took years and stuff. And I'm like, no, let's just make him a big bodybuilder, man. I'm like, oh, oh, sure. Did you do you remember um, Forever Evil? Uh, Patrick Gleason wrote a a, uh, what was it? Arkham War, I think it was called, um, where he um, where like Bane took over Gotham and like became Batman almost. Um, It's incredible. It's a great what Forever Evil is kind of a so so miniseries. But like that tie in specifically is awesome. Um, like Patrick Gleason really understood Bane. Oh yeah, he's he's a he's a smart smart man. Yeah, yeah I really like Mallers. I like their whole prison scene. Pete, you know we could have killed you. We didn't. <laughs> we just gave you a concussion. <laughs> we just gave, gave you a pretty bad day. That means we like you, Pete. But you got to keep us fed well. And they get out, and Pete's like, "Oh shit!" We will, and when we escape, which we will, we yeah. won't kill you. Yeah. And when they go to the parallel world that Angstrom had been at. It's Pete's skeleton on the bottom there. That's an interesting. That's an interesting and tricky problem with his powers that the Maulers point out. Which is, I, I like the Maulers being that smart. You know, yeah. they're deducing things as well, and they're like, "Well, we're walking, so you can't teleport by location. Like you end up in the same place that you were." Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have to be in a that's crater. A really, that's a really tricky dimensional thing to have to navigate. Yeah. It's it's such a cool. I I know they changed Extreme Levy's uh, powers in some way. I don't know exactly how they did though. Um, I can't mm. remember too well. But um, uh, but I really love the 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 just in general the interpretation of multiverse travel of you can't you can't uh, move in a in space. You have to kind of like you will end up in the same place, but in a different world. And then you have to. I love that, and I really like that we're seeing it in this show. I think it's so cool. Yeah, it's, it's more it's more like it is more like scientific teleportation than like mystical because mystical you're just like oh, right. show up wherever the hell you want. It's kind of like how people talk about like time travel is is really tricky because it's not technically space travel. So if you were to go back in time, if you if you were, if I were to like teleport back in time right here, I'd be in the middle of space. Yeah, because right. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be on Earth. Um, Earth is in it's got a rotation because Earth is a di- would be in a different point in, in time. Um, so it's it's kind of like that, but so it's like you know adapting that into dimensional travel obviously invincible is not the first people to do it but i i really i really like it it's a really cool way to do it and i'm happy to see it here yeah it's a nice it's a nice little detail uh let's just like we let's keep with the maulers and, and levy while we're talking about it like invincible comes to pop in and he's like oh, i'm depressed what's up i gotta stop you and they're mm. like try to stop us he's like cool i'm gonna beat your asses because i'm in a bad mood and then like 40 more dudes show up I'm like yo we're a bunch of maulers some of us are robots some of us are ladies oh one of my favorite jokes in the first episode of Invincible is that every that we don't get the Invincible title card until way late in the episode. And everybody, everybody keeps pausing yeah. just before they say Invincible. And I think Let's it's so funny. If he's really Invincible. <laughs> like, they did it like three times. And I'm like, all right, you got to do it sometime though, right? They do, they do it a lot because like Rex also gives, oh, I guess you really are Invincible. My man, Jason Mendoza. So funny. funny stuff. It's good. It's good. Um, um I, I, I like that they have the force, the 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 the, the awareness to play with that. Because we're expecting it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh let's talk about karma police and Might going you around mean... going around real sad, listening to Rayohead being like, I can only solve like small crime things, but the moment a supervillain's involved, I gotta back out because I'm on probation yeah um so i i like radiohead i don't love radiohead but karma place is my favorite radiohead song so the second it started playing i'm like oh this man's in a bad mood i know this song oh man uh and there's and there's a moment where like uh the cops are like uh confronting the supervillains and then like they get taken out by like the cecil's people and the cops just like oh yeah i want to be a, i want to be a cop like that's what i thought it was cute and sad um i like that montage a lot it's it's a good way to reintroduce us to mark kind of where he is in his headspace um uh, because like the the trauma of of what happened with omni omni man uh oh, i'm going to i'm going to do that every every single time um it flashes to like like the moments when like his dad's destroying yeah. him and like that's that is absolutely traumatic absolutely yeah, yeah. and it's only been a couple of weeks so he's just kind of like he's trying to not move past it but ignore it mm-hmm. like he's he's like i'm fine it's not i don't need to i don't need to deal with this i don't need to 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 move to 
do anything with this. I'm just going to push through and just throw myself into invincible. Um, and it's, um, it's seriously self-destructive. I and mean, obviously we haven't seen the ramifications of that at this point in the series, but it's, I like the direction that we're going in. Yeah. Uh, him and his mom. Um, I think they do really, really mm -hmm. great stuff in these episodes. Like there's a moment when Debbie breaks down because of a, a, a uh, the loose cabinet. The cabinet that won't. Yeah. And that honestly, all that made me tear up because, like, that felt really real. And, like, when she, like, Mark comes in, she's on the ground crying after breaking all the glasses. And he tries to get close and he, she pushes her in the way. But then they huddle together. I'm like, damn, this is, oh, this is really good. Like, yeah. the, the voice acting's on point. Like, the animation is really good. Um, like, I have seen some people complain about the animation. I'm like, y'all, like, Animating's hard. You want these episodes to come out fast. Like, like not everything can look like Jujutsu Kaisen. Give me a break. Okay. Like, come on. In fair, like to be like the the I don't think the teaser that they released the like the Alan and and Invincible I don't think that don't did anyone anyone favors but like the difference between a minute and thirty teaser and eight forty five minute long episodes is, is very different. It's also a different studio who did that too. So that yeah, absolutely. And so like the the animation is obviously I don't. It's been two years. I don't remember very specifically what the animation looked like in the first season, um, but I quite like the animation this season. I think it's a. I think I think it is very good. I mean, I I agree. Uh, I think that much as the first season, um, we're going to see spots where, you know, they put a lot more budget into certain things than they put into others, and that's fine. Like yeah. I don't need a big budget for the principal giving the like, graduation speech you sure. mean reginald vell johnson at reginald vell johnson high yeah that is incredibly funny yeah uh uh that they just got the guy to play the guy yeah. uh but his name's uh, winslow but it's reginald vell johnson i just think that's yeah funny. i don't i don't need a i don't need a incredible animation for that sequence uh you know i i think we're going to see like spots where the same thing happened in season one obviously like there was a huge huge like push on the animation for the final episode of invincible yeah. last season and i think like most of the action in these episodes are good it's, like especially yeah. like the underwater like giant crab fight like i thought it looked pretty sick like mm. uh, uh oh oh not it's not the serpent society it's the lizard club what the hell like the lizard, lizard league. league god i love the dude i love that the lizard league keeps coming back those losers i love a good loser team oh my god uh you got the supreme lizard you get shot by king lizard like, oh my god i love that i love your drama i love the donald being the 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 donald the uh, donald being like it's the lizard like i thought they were i thought they were disbanded because the lizard king uh was in jail no the supreme lizard took over his uncle and <laughs> like yeah. that's weird family drama and then i love the just like the we've been beaten and bloody and all like everyone's just like completely like destroyed it's like Lizard League, Lizard. Yeah. They're like all just like, yeah. Right. They're all of them. Every single one of the grunts has blood all over them. Like y'all, y'all yeah. are like C list at best, and I love that. Um, uh, I would also uh, during that um, when like oh, send the Guardians of the Globe, and Donald's like, are they ready? And like, if these guys can't beat the, the Lizard League, then like they're never gonna be ready. Like this new yeah. this new squad, and like I thought that was really funny because yeah, if you can't beat a bunch of losers, like what are we gonna do here? Um. You mentioned the uh, the 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 underwater fight sequence. Um, I want to take that opportunity. We've already talked about uh, Mark's mom, Debbie. I want to take that opportunity to talk about um, what I think is a, uh, a a deliberate choice that I think is a net positive for the Invincible uh, uh, adaptation, which is that on a whole, I think the women characters are much better handled in the series than they are in the comic. Sure. Um, Debbie, after Omni Man. Uh, leaves she just becomes a raging alcoholic and is just like wallows in grief and is just honestly like it's 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 kind of rude to say but kind of worthless as a character she's just kind of that's really all she does and i'm sure she gets better i'm kind of still in the grief part of the comic so like i'm not i'm sure it, it gets better yeah um here she's much more of a we kind of see that she is kind of like going into more wine. So she is kind of developing alcoholic tendencies, but she still has agency. She's still trying to move, move past this. She's still being a mother to Mark. Um, there there's, and she still is going to her job. Um, which by the way, screw that guy, the guy with the, when you, the, the guy who's going to buy the house and he's just like, when you make the money, you can buy the house and all that shit. She's Boy. not your pet. What'd you say? Oh, uh, the garage I, is very spacious. I was with Debbie on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then um, the Queen of Atlantis, 
in the comic, the the second episode issue happens very differently. Uh, it, it is a it is a marriage that is happening in the comic. It, it is very very in the show they've kind of done a reversal and said it's we've gotten rid of that. We're not doing that anymore. It's now trial. It's now trial by combat. Whereas in the so in the comic the mer uh the queen is like a prize to be won uh and so she's just kind of like laid out on a clamshell with a bikini and she's just that's just the character um mm. that's just it and i really i really like the decision to just be like yeah i've been ruling this kingdom for a decade because my husband's been the superhero i'm not i don't need a king I'm the queen of Atlantis. Um, yeah, she's almost dismissal about like, yeah, he's been running around in tights with you losers. Yeah. <laughs> I've been running I, the world. I really like that. Like be, like that idea of like, I really like the change because again, it gives these characters character. It gives them more agency. It gives them something to do. It, you know, that's not just blatantly sexist. Yeah. Um, and it's so a, I really, it's I really appreciate the second episode. I agree. And uh, I think it's a great moment for Mark when when the big croc and beast gets unleashed and he's just like, time to go, bro. Not your problem. Not your problem. Yeah. Like, yeah, but this is my dad's fault. And he's like, Mark, you're not your dad. This isn't this isn't your thing. And it's like, exactly. That's why I'm going to go help them. I'm like, yeah, you're a superhero, bro. It's a great moment. And I love a little squeaky <laughs> toy on the like the anglerfish yeah. uh, edition. Uh, yeah. I thought that was that was a great little scene. Yeah, just to your to your point about the, the women thing, like seeing the stuff come back around for Olga uh, for Am Amber. Amber. Um, Whoa. Uh, seeing that stuff come back around for her of people being like, basically people like being mad that Mark's still with her because they think she behaved poorly in the first season uh, yeah. because she was like being the way that she was and they felt about you mean reasonable being a superhero <laughs> and it's like guys like the problem was the lying <laughs> like anyone should have a problem with like constant like a person who they're in a relationship with constantly failing to like do the things that they say they're going to do and lying about what they're really doing absolutely like the, it's, nothing amber did was unreasonable and i think they're like not that they needed to i think that i always think that was justifiable in the first season but i think that they're doing a good job of um showing how amber can be um involved and supportive for mark um he flies her to that, Paris. Like, so, like, like a lot of the problems that were there for the relationship had to do with not him not communicating. Yeah. And like the relationship feels in a much better place. It's like it's it, amidst everything Mark's going through. It's really nice to watch Mark have something like that. Yeah. Um, that's that's giving him joy. Like that's that's the thing giving him joy right now. Uh, and I really like when he has the bit it would he flies her to Vegas and um and he says like you you gotta carry all the baggage of dating a superhero, you should get some of the perks. Yeah, uh, I thought that was really sweet. I couldn't fly you to real Paris because your skin would fly your skin off. Would fly off if I went there that fast. <laughs> because I couldn't do it fast enough for lunch. Thanks yeah. for keeping my skin on. I love you. <laughs> That's really cute. Um, yeah. I mean you're absolutely right. Like the 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 we talked about I'm sure we talked about it in the when we talked about Invincible Season One, but like the what people were saying about Amber was just completely unjustifiable, like a very reasonable character. It's kind of like when people were like, I don't know how much of you got, the, the two of you know about Breaking Bad, but like Skylar um, oh, had yeah. very much very similar backlash of just did like, you, did you see the list of like top 10 worst like people hated? It's like, it's, I saw it on Twitter and like Skylar's Skylar like on it. Four, dude. He's like oh, under Cersei it. Lannister, her murder, her murder, murdered an entire city full of people. Like <clears> it's, it's, Sexism is still alive and well, unfortunately. I mean, it's just like again, like Skylar and Amber are completely reasonable. It's not the fact that, like, no, no, Skylar was not going to be supportive of her, of her meth cooking husband. Um, and so, like, um, so like Amber, like the the, it's really nice. That, like the show really shows it show, shows you like blatantly. It wasn't the fact that Mark was a superhero; it's the fact that he was lying about it and if she had known she was always going to be supportive of it because of course you would she your your boyfriend's a superhero you just want to be honest you don't want to have secrets in a relationship because that's cancerous right i it, not not every girl would sign up for that right like you know there's sure. there's an inherent risk and like i i would argue that <clears throat> where invincible could have shine is rather than mark just like kind of hiding it for his own protection is is him being more uh cowardice of 
she'll leave me if she knows. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like it's it's going to be too much for her to handle, kind of thing, which I don't think was very much well, a I, part of the point. He's just doing plot. a uh, Peter Parker marriage. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, like it's very it's it that element is also very like as Brandon observed about a lot of the female representation. It's very dated into the time in which it was written, kind of thing. And, yeah. Um, what what it takes for and that comes from like that comes from a lot of old mentalities, but like most notably like cop wife mentality. Um, and it's like, uh, so yeah, no, I'm glad, I'm glad that Amber is handled so much, uh, not, not so much better. I'm glad Amber is handled so well here as continuing from how well she was handled in season one. I'm just glad that Mark actually gets to participate in a way I can support in the relationship. That's the key thing I'm trying to get to. Hell yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about Doc Seismic real just for a quick second? Because I think he's hilarious. Not a professor. He's not a professor. Never I never got to teach. <laughs> I, I love I, I love that the dude falls into lava, comes back, and now just has lava monsters with him. Yeah. And he just like got his hair singed, basically. Uh he yeah. has a great line of like, oh, you guys have taken all the all like the, the earth and then you've erected the statue. And he's like, aren't most buildings though made of it's like you can keep all the ones made of wood? I'm like, what a dummy. <laughs> I hate I love and hate this guy. Oh man. And his cool like sonic powers, like I thought he's just he's that's a cool like uh one-off kind of villain guy. I like when yeah. when Invincible um is like offers to offers to see so I can pull I can push it out of the ground the mon- the washing I can push the washing monument out of the ground is like don't don't do that I'll I'll deal with it yeah, um yeah. as Cecil continues to be great um Walton Goggins wonderful in the role God Uncle Baby Billy himself I what's up him. with Donald Donald's definitely a clone he's, he's yeah a clone. he got cloned or something or he's got twins like Pat, Pat, Pat and Oswald and Shield I kind of <laughs> oh wish my God kind of, this this happened to Coulson but like in the movies actively yeah. So that he's like, why is everybody weird around me, Fury? Fury's like, oh, I don't know. I will never, we will never know. And honestly, if they the show, the show kind of does it. Yeah. Like, honestly, like they will give us an answer. But if everyone just always acts weird, like, wait, Donald, you're back. And he's just like, what do you mean? And it's never answered. That'd be a, really, a great job. I'm really glad that both times they did the recast for the episodes, they explicitly show like Omni-Man crushing his spine to yeah. be like, no, no, that man did die. You're Remember. not you're not misremembering. Because I would have not probably not remembered. <laughs> right, unless, because Donald's, like, oh, right. Donald's, <laughs> Donald's just that level of character where you'd be like, I thought he died. Yeah. I guess not. And they're like, no, 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 you're right. He died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's comically hilarious. It's, it's, it's really funny to me that both the uh, both the recaps have had his death included in it. And I wonder if that's going to keep up in every episode, because I like you guys, I haven't seen three and four yet. Um, yeah. I, I would love it if it did. He's like, he's going to be I, the Kenny of this universe. I'm just really glad that adult Bobby from King of the Hill. Is yeah, all I see show. is Bobby, Bobby Hill, grown up. I, I kind of wonder, like, I wonder if we're going to get like, I'm sure they'll explain why, why he's. Um, Donald. But so you guys said Bobby. I was like, his name's not Bobby. Like my head was like correcting it for some reason. Um, I wonder if like if like it would be really funny if they don't acknowledge that that Donald is different, and yet they keep showing us his death in every recap, just for us to think like they're gonna explain it this episode, right? This episode, right? They never do it. That'd be a great joke. Just like the invincible. I'd be I'd be perfectly fine if we get out of season two and like man, so many things happen, a lot of questions answered. But damn it, we still don't know what's up. He just <laughs> listen. He just like the the end credit scene of episode the last episode. He just randomly explodes for no reason. Like damn, and then he shows up in episode and in season three, just like no explanation. Just like yeah. damn. All right, whatever. Don't. And the recap for those for those episodes is both his death in the season one and his death in season two. Yes, yes. Just make it a long running joke. Um, we can talk about Adam Eve. She's in she's in this a little bit. She's she got I think a nice little moment with her with her real shitty daddy. Yeah. yeah, she doesn't get a lot to do in these two episodes. No, not no, not yet. I like the story of like her trying Wanting... to trying to help in Chicago because Mark can't. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and and because she wants to help, and so she's trying to help in Chicago, and she does these things. How do you guys feel about the like the turnaround on her that oh the the community park you built fell apart? I. I like it and I like it in the idea. I think in execution, I think I needed a little more time with it because it happened really quickly in between the things happening. I like the idea a lot that like she wants to help. Oh, I just don't want to put criminals away. I want to actually like, you know, rebuild society. I have, I am a Dr. Manhattan level character who can like reshape reality. So like, I think maybe if like I had another episode where this would come back or something, I would be more impacted, but it happened so fast 
I'm not. I'm not really sure. I kind of don't I, like. Oh, go ahead, Brandon. I have to see where it's going, because right now I'm. Well, I. I don't necessarily know what it's trying to inform in Eve's character. It's really interesting. It, it, like I think on paper, it's kind of an interesting idea, but I have to see what it's what it's meant to do for Eve's character for me to kind of. I, I need to see the big picture. Yeah, Brandon gets Brandon gets at an excellent point, yeah. which is what I'm rubbing up against. Is that I don't like that it's her dad who gets to put it her face. Yeah, in. that's what yeah. got me. That's yes. the part that bothers me. Is that it somehow? I get that, like, this is shitty dads, and, and like, this is, I'm sure this is, this is exactly what she dad would do. I'm personally disinterested in if this is there purely to, like, push further the story of her dad thinking that she's bad for the world, essentially. Yeah. Um, and her abilities, at least, are bad for the world. If that's all this is really there for, as you're alluding to, Brandon, like, we need to know what this story yeah. element is for, then I'm kind of not here for it, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, if it's for something else on her own arc that isn't related to her parents, I'm open to that. But, like, if it's purely about this, get the heck out of here. I, like, I don't like that he gets to put her nose in it. Yeah. Um, I don't like that he gets to treat it like it, it He's undoes right. everything about her argument about, like, Take the food I'm giving you. Take the gold. I can make your life good. Like, why won't you let me help? And like, he's so backwards ass stupid. And Brandon yeah. and I got into this on the Adam Eve on the on the Adam Eve special, where like, I, I like sitting right now. That special still isn't informing on the character stuff the way that I want it to because those parents weren't fleshed out the way that like I feel like the special should have. Mm -hmm. Especially like they when they do give a key detail about them, which is the fact that they don't know she's adopted. Yeah. Uh, Good thing they, they both have red hair, though. Do they now? Did no, they learn that in so. season one? I don't... I don't, I don't remember. remember. Okay. But, but like, most of her life, at least all the way up to season one, because yeah. I don't remember for sure, they believe that she is not only their daughter, but their daughter who came back from the dead. Yeah. And this is... This is how... I, I, I think... I think the, the point that they haven't made yet is that you can't cheat your way through life. Even though she basically has like a cheat code, she can do whatever she wants, right? Like she can rebuild matter at will, and like she didn't know, ar she doesn't know architecture, right? So like she doesn't, she didn't know the foundation that she rebuilt that thing on. So like, I think the idea is that like you can't cheat your way through life, even though you have this power. But like, I don't know. Even but if that's that what you're doing, I, 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 even if that yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. In so in their world, power. in their world that like doesn't hold water, um, and especially if like. I don't like the way the dad like holds her accountable for what Omni-Man did in Chicago. Like, obviously that's an extreme circumstance and like putting it on her, like you people kind of thing. I'm like, man, I don't like, I get, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I get the point again is that he's a shitty dad, but I'm like, I just don't know if this, like, how often are we going to hit the point that he's a shitty dad? Um, I don't know what this is serving beyond that because I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little put off by it and a little sick of it Yeah, because like in, in I can even like get on board with, he's not going to use the gold apple. And it's like, that's too much of a cheat. And I'm like, okay, but like take the fucking food. What are you doing? See, yeah. like feed your see, wife. Something What's like, wrong with you? If something happens, like let, like she like, but she's been doing this a whole life. So she's it's not going to happen. But like she makes a bunch of food and something they, they eat, like gets them sick because she didn't make the apples right. But like, I don't think we're going to see that happen because she's been doing that stuff for like for her entire life at this point. Right. So like, I, 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 I think you are definitely right, Brandon. Like we need to see more to see what this journey is. But like, the start of it, I'm like, I'm a little, I am a little questioning of it. Yeah. I, I, I want to, I just, it, I don't understand like what is, what, it, what is it meant to inform? And I'm sure there's a plan. There's eight episodes. There's six more episodes to come. There's well, two more uh, in the year, but like there's six more episodes to come. So I'm sure there's an arc that Eve is meant to go on that I'm probably is going to, move her back into the role of superhero this uh, is my and i don't want that because like sh she is right like if she can solve like global warming or like feed feed like an end famine like that is a noble goal and when you have someone going oh you're doing it wrong don't do that and, like it's your shitty dad i'm like like there are other people you should be listening to more honestly no this is yeah. the this is the point is that i don't want her i want her to do superhero stuff with mark again obviously that's like that ultimately is a place we're going to see her is back doing superhero antics fighting bad guys and stuff but i don't need her that to be the only thing she does even when she does it 
And nor do I want the lesson for her to learn to be, you went out there and thought you could do a lot of great things with your powers. Turns out, guess what? Your powers are actually only good for smashing in bags. For just faces. shooting beams at They're people. just not that good for actually helping the world. And I, I can't get on board with that idea Yeah. for the arc that they set her up on at the end of season one or for what her powers are or even for what the Adam Eve special gave us. Yeah, she so is so I, powerful. I man. hope it's not a bad excuse to backdoor her back into being a superhero. Yeah. Yeah, because I can see like a world of like, she finds a balance, right? Like she is a superhero and she... Maybe doesn't maybe she doesn't go out of her way to fix a building right 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 like she did, but she helps the architects. She's like, okay, how would I make this building with you guys? You know that kind of like if they, like we see like um shoot, there's a Superman comic that does exactly this. Is it All Star? Um, I can't remember, but there's a Superman comic where he is helping rebuild uh and, and my adventure Superman kind of does it, but it's it's influenced by a comic um where he is repairing the city uh that he that he and a, and a villain had destroyed um mm -hmm. and, and he's helping the architectures right he's he's learned architecture to make sure these buildings are right i can see like a path for adam to be on that where and also learning to be a, a, a super to balance the superhero world but if you're starting an arc where she's going to learn that actually her abilities are the way she's using her abilities is causing more harm than good. And that arc is started by her horrible father. I have a lot of questions and I just, I just got to see the big picture. I agree. She, she is capable of so much more. And like, this is a superhero show. Like, like I know, I know like the trajectory of like where she goes, but for this show, like I, like she should be able to there's like stop. There's plenty of superheroes and there's plenty of stuff she can do and still be an interesting character. She could be on call. Yeah, yeah. Go, it, go, like flood a rainforest with food or something. Like she has. She can. Uh, she I grew. She grew a beer tree for God's sakes. Uh, I don't want the the end of season one of like I think I can actually help make the world a better place and for the show to go. No, you can't. Nah, never mind. No, I yeah. yeah. With, I think with, I think with all is, your abilities were handed yeah. to you that, for this uh, setup. No, I actually, think no. We definitely again like we still have a whole season to watch, but like. I, I think we are still early enough on where like they can write this kind of wrong that they started on, but I, but it is a, I, it is a bad trajectory on the start, uh, yeah. which is a no, no. Yeah. yeah. It's, it just sets off a red flag. That's like, also uh, in, in similar context of conversation, I do think it's, I mean, this is fine. It's not a oh, oh, bad show for doing this. This is more common on characters inside. I think it's a mistake for Cecil to not have superheroes functionally doing what Eve was trying to do, which is working in the city to help make up for what Omni-Man did. Yeah. Uh, I think, like, you quickly want to change the optics yeah. on, on Omni-Man. Like, civil after Civil War happens, like, oh, People were yeah. so happy to have Adam Eve there helping move the process along. Like, you need a lot more of that goodwill. Yeah. And, like, yeah. again, like, the whole point of that was, like, oh, you know, it's so nice that someone cuts through all the bullshit mm -hmm. of the, like, government bureaucracy and the red tape. And, like, is the lesson going to be actually all that stuff is good? Because that's not, that's not it, y'all. It's definitely yeah. not it. There's another there's another kind of trajectory that I'm not crazy about. But again, like I want to see the big picture and it's duplicate. Um, obviously, sure. duplicate is not a major character in, in the series, um, but I don't love that the really the only two kind of character moments we get with her so far have been she's sleeping with someone. Yeah. And like because now we've seen her, she's sleeping with a mortal. Um, and I'm like, look, I get it. You know, you can make funny a funny joke about the fact that she's duplicating and and uh they're they're all finishing up at the same time emasculating like, or explode yeah 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 and like you can make that stuff but like i i would like to see her develop a bit more than that i i, I agree i have no problem with the moment because i'm always down to uh emasculate uh oh sure <laughs> explode yeah, yeah um yeah. so like a hundred percent here for the moment um but i want the character to be more than that moment absolutely uh yeah i also have a question about the immortal at this point because like i i now need more of what whatever his character is because now i feel like i've lost the thread he's a he's he's a, he's a good vandal savage i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't know no but he's he's kind of like you're right because like he's really stoic here in a way that we really hadn't seen him in the first season um like obviously he's got a lot of rage in him because he's comes back to life uh with omni uh to kill and he goes like right after omni man but like before that he's still like with his team joking and kind of like 
they're still kind of like and here he's just very much like like I genuinely I genuinely wondered if like someone had replaced him because he was so like so I I have an idea I have an idea but it's not I need more episodes like to see if they explain this but like this is after Omni-Man's betrayal after all the guardians were killed after he was almost killed he is brought on as the team leader of all these babies and Cecil brought him on board. And he was like, yo, I need someone to whip these whippersnappers into shape. I need you to be a military commander. So like, I buy th- I buy that just from the little that we got, but I could mm-hmm. definitely use more because he is, th- is kind of different than, than what we've seen him. But I see him being, you know, like, yo, I'm brought in, like, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you all scared straight. I'm gonna make you guys into the best superheroes you can be. I can't be, I can't be uh, as fun as I used to be with you, like my old team. But the reason I bring it up there is because I think that the Kate, the Kate moment is like a off-duty moment. Yeah. And he's still that. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Is I feel like, I feel like the immortal had personality in everything we saw him in up to this point. Sure. And now I feel like he has zero personality. Yeah. And yeah. there are moments yeah. where I'm like, that's totally fine. What you're talking about when he first meets the team and everything, I gotta whip you into shape. One hundred percent, totally fine with me. When he intimidates Mark, totally fine with me. Yeah, I yeah. get it. I get what we're doing here. But the fact that it's like all of the moments we see him right now, so yeah. far, so far in these first two episodes, I'm like, okay, where, I, did the, where did the Immortals character go? I again, like, if they explain this, I'll be happy. But if it's like, yo, after what happened with Omni Man, like, I had to change my change my way because like I can't let that happen ever again. But like, I need him to say that instead of just I'm now right, stoic but, for no reason. Right, but see, that's that's a really interesting direction to the character, and so like, and that that kind of character would be revealed in like a heart to heart moment with someone where it'd be like, yeah, the thing with Omni Man really shook me. And like, yeah. I really need to like, that's something the, the thing about like the immortal that was so the thing about the guardians of the globe that was so interesting about the first episode is that they died. Right. They, they, they were all killed by Omni-Man. We were introduced as these characters like, these are the justice league of this world. And then they were, and then they were all just wiped out by one dude. Um, and the immortal does come back because that's who he is. He's, he's the immortal. Um, but the, so the, the hope when a character that is like that and returns all the, and, and gets to return is that you are able to chip away at the kind of the layers and really, really reveal a character and really like, like graft a character onto this person so that people will have a reason to care. And mm-hmm. what's weird about the immortals is that they seem to have done the opposite. Yeah. And I don't, again, it's a, it's two episodes into the, into the second season. I'm willing to see the big picture. It's just kind of weird that, yeah. that that's what they did. I'm hoping we get, we get some, but like the man, they're, they're trying to juggle a lot of characters and new characters. So like, I'm, yeah. I'm not exactly hopeful, hopeful for like how big of his character role is in this show, but like, I'm it, it, anything could happen, you know? Yeah. Uh, Rudy, I, Rudy robot monster. Oh, I want to talk about Ben Schwartz. Uh, the shape shifter. Oh, that's Ben Schwartz. Yeah. Oh, I love, that's great. Oh, I love that dude. I am a normal human being. I was born on this earth. I love yeah. that dude. Oh my God. He's there. He's so um, good. He's my 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 favorite thing is when is when he's just when when the guy's like you know what do, what do you think about Martians? Why would I know anything about Martians? Yeah, <laughs> like, and like, I know nothing about Martians. I'm a human person. He's he's his boss is about to like send him on temporary leave for like therapy, and he thinks he's about to get murdered. Like, please don't kill me. And like as the dude's washing his hands, he's taking out all the paper towels. And I'm like. Y'all, you are you are you gotta watch a documentary or something. Like, <laughs> he is so I am he's honestly probably my new favorite like new character, like I want to follow the most. And I don't remember anything from him from the comics. It's been so long. Uh and the fact that it's Ben Schwartz makes me like extra invested because I love that dude. He's so good, the shape smith. <laughs> the it, it's really he's a really funny addition. Um, and I love that he's influenced by Mar by Martian Man. Um and, and he's got like this um because he we knew it was in the end and the second season of the Martian episode, we 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 see in the recap um, that we thought it was more of a sinister, like, oh, shoot, a Martian got on the yeah. ship and has come to Earth. But it's like not. It's it's he just wanted to be free. He wanted to get out of there because that was a really problematic place for him to be. Um, and now we know that the Martians are coming. We see when he's giving his like, I am a human person born on this planet Earth. And I was just a normal baby. Um, when he's doing that, we see like the 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 uh, the bad Martians kind of leaving Mars. That's going to be fun to see. We yeah. don't want an intergalactic war. Yeah, yeah absolutely. An intergalactic kegger. Um, I, nice callback. Um, I, I really uh, I really like him. I think he's a lot of fun, especially when like he's touring the 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 hall of justice or whatever they call it live here yeah it's like if you play your cards right you could too (laughs) 
It's really good. I, kinda, uh, uh, I really like that character as well. I kind of wish we got a little bit more of um, the giant that has oh, the mind of, a, of an eight-year-old. Uh, yeah, of an eight-year-old. Why are you so mean? Oh. Yeah. That felt uh, like an Adventure Time bad guy. That was, that was like a big old giant that's like, why are you beating me up? I love that. Uh, oh, and he shows up as Rexplode. And I'm like, yeah, uh, that's pretty good. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Shapesmith. Yeah. Uh, Dark, Darkwing? Darkwing's, uh, Darkwing Dark, Jr.? Oh, yeah, Darkwing. The Shadowverse? Oh, God, what a cool scene. Midnight City. I, Midnight City. I love the idea that their Gotham is, is, a, is a city that is cursed to constantly be engulfed in midnight and just midnight was that in um, season one no okay I, good because i don't remember and it was hella cool seeing that that was so cool i really love seeing that um and i love the the new the new kid is um with his shadow abilities uh and i love when mark is when mark like holds him and he's just like uh and he's just like oh let go of me not until you let me out of here i wonder who yeah. they'll eat first Oh, and Mark does get a little sinister. He's like, I am, I am. You're right. Um, it's like I, you said, I'm the son of Omni Man. I'm the son of Omni Man. You don't I even know do what I'm capable of. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, I'm like, oh, Mark, don't say that. Don't tell people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I like Mark, the. You can't uh, say things like that. <laughs> you can't joke. <laughs> again, like Invincible is like doing a lot of really interesting stuff with like superhero concepts that, uh, you know, superheroes have existed for a hundred years. Um, but like, Invincible still finding ways to make them fresh and um, still even leans on tropes that we're all familiar with, but making it feel new and fresh. And um, once again, I, I think so far season two, um, uh, just the first two episodes I've seen, are, I think it's a it's a triumph so far. I'm really excited yeah, for the rest. Uh, uh, we do get a little bit of Monster Girl and and, and Rudy, who is robot. Um, I love that he's like, oh, I started sweating and I got nervous and I didn't know what to do. It's like, yeah, that's called being afraid. <laughs> And I'm like, oh yeah, just like the first time you use the bathroom. And I'm like, oh, he's all he's a baby boy learning. It's nice. It's nice to still have Ross Marquand doing a great job, plus um, Zachary Quinto still on deck. Oh yeah, yeah. I forget. I, I forgot. Like Zazzy Beats is is Amber. I'm like I forgot. Like every famous person is in the show, and they're all really good. I'm like, yeah. man, this was a good ass cast. Yeah, that's a the the cast this season yeah. is insane. You weren't you weren't with us, but do you know the the for, kind of forgettable snake villain lady at the beginning of the Adam Eve special? Yes, that was Tatiana Maslany. Hell yeah, it was. <laughs> Yo, get everybody on board. <laughs> um. Oh, the, part of the, kid, the, the squad, the the the, 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 lizard, the league? lizard league. It doesn't seem so. Okay. <laughs> no, the, the they are. That is the Lizard League in the beginning because is the it, kid, the, the, oh, the kid in in the Lizard League. Is the Lizard King okay. in this episode? Oh, enough time has passed, and that makes sense. I love it. Fantastic. That's fun. I like that a lot. Um, it's interesting, Mars Mars Rockland, Ross Marquand. Uh, he's also the Immortal. I think. I think he's playing yes, he uh, two characters here. Yo, man, you got a guy who's that good. Like, I'll. He'll, I bet he doesn't mind pulling double duty. No, I like Ross Marquand a lot. He did the. Um, uh, I'll shout out this this podcast whenever I get the chance. But there's a the. The Blockbuster podcast season two. He played James Cameron. Um, great podcast. I, I highly recommend it. Uh, he's great in it. Um, is there is there anything that we've missed that we haven't talked about? We got we got the season squad. We got the Guardian squad. We got we got Amber. We got Debbie. Uh, again, Olga shows up, who is the wife oh. of one of the guys who got murdered. I thought that was I really do. good. Um, where she she doesn't know if she's showing up because like she still you know now knows Matt and has a knife him, and it's like nah that man. I understand. Yeah. 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 I, I do like uh, the conversation between Cecil and Debbie, uh, where Debbie's like, you need to chill it with Mark. And like Cecil is very calm and collected, but this, this, this conversation kind of reveals like his own trauma from the Omni-Man situation of like, I need to be in control. Yeah. I know where he is because I'm in control. And like, that's like, obviously in what I what I appreciate about the Omni Man situation is that big and small, like Cecil is clearly handling it on a very different level than Mark and and Debbie are, but he is still traumatized by that event. Yeah. Um. In fact, if you remember in this the in the end of the last season, he almost died many times. Wow. Um. That was such a cool so, scene. So like, uh, he he. So he's clearly like dealing with it by controlling Mark. Like I yeah. don't I don't care what's happening. I need to be in control of Mark. 
And like, I'm sure like he has 99.9% faith in Mark, but because of what happened with Omni-Man, he has to, because he's Nick Fury of this universe, he has to make sure just in case, what yeah. if he does go bad? I have to be ready for it at all times now because you never know. You just never know. And like, I think that's like, again, Walton Goggins is like really good. I think, at, I think far more likely, because I think you're alluding to like the sound thing right oh with, sure with yeah. the, the the beast underwater yes yeah um i think well i think that's true i think there is a i think cecil's far more honest with debbie than he is with most people yeah where he's saying he really doesn't believe that mark's gonna do this i think he has a pretty good grasp on who mark is and i think he really doesn't believe that mark is his father i think i think he's afraid that like a turn could happen but like as of this moment he's like mark doesn't want to be his okay. dad and i believe that okay. um what i think is like he there is always that chance, but I think what he is doing more likely and like, you're kind of meant to be left in that, like, Oh, that's kind of sinister. He's doing that behind Mark's back, but I don't think it's about Mark. I think it's about Omni-Man. He yeah. knows Omni-Man's still out there. He, he probably will come back one day. They got to use Mark as a way to find weaknesses. Yeah. And that's, I think what it really is, is he wants, he He's wants Mark out Mark. there because if whatever Mark can't get through yeah. or has trouble with could be an Omni-Man weakness. Yeah. And the only right. person who has a chance against Omni-Man is, is Mark himself. Like, I don't think and, anybody else really and he doesn't unless want he covers to... other weaknesses. And yeah, so yeah. it's like, I want, I want either Mark to get good enough that he can beat Omni-Man. Or we learn enough or about him. Or learn enough about him that we can beat Omni-Man. So he needs to get his ass kicked a lot. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. he has been doing. And that's the thing of, like, when he when he's looking at... Uh, that's what I really liked about the thing is, like, not only could Omni-Man come back, but, like, the rest of the Viltrumite army could come back also. So, like, what would that how would we be able to fight him if Mark turns or if Mark is not available to help us, uh, we would be helpless because we can't, none of our heroes are powerful enough to stop Omni, Omni man. So whenever we see a weakness, we have to figure out how that's used and we have to figure out how to exploit that. Yeah. Right. Um, I think also just kind of covering Mark in general, I think what's really great about Mark, um, is you know we kind of alluded to it earlier with like amber is his joy and what i think is so well handled about this is i i do think like the trauma and the grief of what's going on is done really well with mark and with his mom mm -hmm. and for mark that it's like he wanted to be a superhero he loves superhero and i'm not saying that he's like anti wanting to be a superhero now but now it's much more a duty yeah yeah uh, like you can see that mark's thinking of it as paying a debt more yeah. than he's ever thinking about it being like getting to go out there and be a hero. He feels Not like to he, has that to he make doesn't up. want to protect people. Yeah. But there's a there yes, there is a debt that he's paying and it's his father's. And yeah. and he's carrying that into every superhero outing he's doing. So like that's no longer a source of joy for him. Not really. Yeah. Um, because now it's so tied up in all the shit connected to his dad. So like Amber is his one his one respite. And like his mom, he's I like it because he's trying to do his best for his mom, but like they're both partially a source of each other's grief right now because they have to think about what Omni-Man did to the other. Yeah. Um, and that's hard for both of them. It's hard for him to think of what Omni-Man said about his mom, what he thought of her, and it's hard for her to see what Omni-Man did to her son. Yeah. Yeah. It's heavy. It's a it's a good season. I'm, I'm happy with it so far. Uh, anything else you guys want to bring up? I'm just happy it's back, and I know people are mad that we only have two more episodes, but God, it's not—it's it's not that long of a wait. It's like a month wait. You'll—you'll—we'll you'll, be fine. There is not—it's not like there's a million other things you could be watching in the month. Yeah, uh, I'd rather—I'd—I'd I'd rather it was spread out and less of a wait between seasons. Yes, absolutely. So like whatever, whatever you got to do, man. Again, like a month's not that bad, and that's okay because we have plenty of other things to watch, like Monarch. Well, we're all gonna wait. Ah! That's true. We're all gonna wait like six years for the next season of Arcane. So like we know how to wait. No, they said it's coming out in like two years, bro. I know they, I know they did. I they said I don't believe them. I know, I don't either. They said November 2024. I thought look, that was look, so funny. Look, yeah. when a when a trailer drops, I will I'll believe, believe it. the date. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. And until then, I'm gonna yeah. be like, hey, man, Arcane's gonna come out like forever. As of now. right now, isn't there still a Spider-Verse coming out next year? No, no they, 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 push, they, push, they push. Okay, okay, then never mind. Then that's then that's fair. Okay. They the pushed it indefinitely. Okay. Indefinitely pushed. All right, so that'll do it, um, guys. I already alluded to it, uh, but the next uh, the next fake nerds watch you're probably going to see is Monarch. Um, Actually, technically, of monsters. the next fake nerds watch you see is probably something that was cut from Strike <laughs> from two months ago. <laughs> right, uh, that's true. Uh, because New, though. 
these strikes are, are are over so there's a lot of things coming out guys uh be sure to check out some of the star trek strange new world star Tre- star wars ahsoka um is that it is loki's not loki? even out yet. i don't know so, i don't know so at the time of recording uh lower decks and loki are on deck to be out by the time this airs one of those at least has definitely come out loki's in the pipeline cool uh, there's a couple of cinephiles that are out there still in the pipeline, Love and it. then you'll be caught up to our Invincible stuff, which we've put out the Adam Eve special, as we said. There's Doctor Who stuff out, so go check that out. And as Brian said, Monarch. Those Love are it. the things that are on the docket of new, and then we've got a couple of things rolling out from the past. Super yeah. duper. And stay tuned to also some other cinephiles that we're going to try to get done before the year's end. Um, uh, until then, uh, speaking of Godzilla, by the way, um, Godzilla minus one review will probably happen sometime in, uh, in the near future. Um, that's so soon. <laughs> yeah, baby, that's next week. Bro, two Godzilla things at the same time and they're both good. What did we do? To deserve it? You mentioned Doctor Who, but like it is insane to me that a year ago we were like Doctor Who's it's far away and it's tomorrow. That's true. Time flies. Jesus Lord. <laughs> Um, I can't believe Doctor Who is back tomorrow. I'm not even done with season 13. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Um, It'll be there. All right. So that'll do it, guys. So stay tuned for um, all sorts of things coming out. Uh, be sure to check out our website at fignerpodcast.com, uh, where you can keep track of everything that's coming out, such as um, uh, such as links and and things to find, uh, subscription links and and where to watch and all that, all sorts of things like that. That's all there on our website at fignerpodcast.com as well as our TeePublic and our Patreon, if you like to support us financially. Those are available on our website, as well as linked below. And our website is also linked below. We make it pretty easy for you guys to find all our stuff. Um, and so, yeah, check out all sorts of th- all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah, also check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all the Fickner Podcast. Uh, you can find me at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter, uh, where I also write for AtomicKingdom.com. Uh, Ryan, where people find you? You could find me... Maybe watching the next two episodes of Invincible immediately after this at DJ Tony Snark all over the internet. And Sparks? Uh, you can find me playing some Fortnite immediately after this to get those Invincible skins. Oh. At Sparks Witty on Instagram, Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. Uh. Think! All right, so five minutes? All right, see you there. Um, all right, guys. Uh, subscribe to us on uh, all... <laughs> Rate and review on your podcatcher of choice. We greatly appreciate it. Like this video, subscribe to this channel. Until next time you see us, guys, stay fake nerds.